What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today, in back-to-back weeks, I got Owen back on the pod. What's up, dude? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Didn't even realize that till now. Love it. <laughs> yeah, dude. You're always fun to have on here. Um, Obviously, a lot of things going on right now in the sports world. And especially last night, we saw the Denver Nuggets win their first championship in franchise history. Nikola Jokic won the finals MVP um, and the and the Nuggets took it in five games over the Miami Heat. And let's talk about that real quick. Game five, it was pretty interesting, um, especially down the stretch. The game got really, really intense. Jimmy Butler didn't have an amazing game in the beginning. Then he went on kind of a hot streak there in the fourth quarter and scored like 13 straight points for Miami. Um, and then we may have seen a couple mistakes from Jimmy Butler towards the yeah. end of the game. How are you feeling about that? Uh, I thought, I mean, Jimmy, of course, brought him there. So it's only right that he took him out of it type of thing. Um, just for that game. I mean, he, uh, I, I mean, down towards the stretch, it was definitely, it was, it was definitely a very close game. It was back and forth for sure. And then just kind of on that final play for Miami, you know, how he kind of, how he travels, didn't get called and throws a turnover really sucks that it goes down like that, but is what it is. Crowd, crowd was going nuts. It was cool to see that cool to see Denver get their first one. Um, really fun funny uh reaction from from kind of denver just kind of how low-key it was at least for joker you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but but yeah i thought all together though with jimmy in there i thought he had a great run kind of kind of fell pretty short in the finals wasn't really putting up the numbers really even close to what he was in the nowhere near of course the first or second round um Mm -hmm. so I mean, is what it is. It kind of, it's pretty hard to, you know, average whatever he was. I think it was, uh, well, through the first two, it was like 28, you know, eight and nine or something like that. Not, not eight and nine, but, you know, 28 points, yeah. a solid stat sheet. You know what I mean? It's hard to keep that up in the playoffs. Yeah, he kind of, he definitely had a little bit of a drop in the finals. Even against Boston, it wasn't as good as it was in the first two rounds. Um, but overall, I think that this Heat team, kind of overachieved a little bit I mean I think and that's great I think Jimmy Butler kind of made this team further than obviously anybody expected them to go I mean they were just one win out of the play and like I mean if they if they lost in the playing tournament then they obviously wouldn't have been in the playoffs but they ended up going all the way to the finals I think it, it was pretty cool to see I think it was a obviously you know the goals to win a championship and if you don't it's a loss however I do think it was an overachievement so the whole road to the finals um, it's good to see Miami do that I thought that was really cool um because they were absolutely killing it but I think overall I just think Denver was a better team and I think everybody saw that I think Denver was bigger I think they were more complete they were more dominant um I mean there was games where they hit the three ball and they win there's games where they don't hit the three ball they still win they have their role players were absolutely killing it KCP Bruce Brown Aaron Gordon had a really good series so that Denver team is really really complete and if they could keep that core together for a while longer I could see that team being making a lot of noise in years to come you know so um and as for last night right down the end I did want to touch on that Jimmy Butler that first turnover I was so excited because I was I thought the game, because the game was super intense, it was super close right into the fourth quarter, and then the whole way, it was really, really good, and then Jimmy turns it over, and it was such a bad turnover, and I I was, like, so shocked, I couldn't believe it, and then he took that three-pointer with, like, 14 seconds left, he had a lot of time left, I think they could have found something better than that. Yeah, the only thing with the the end of that, 
with that game is I felt like for the last like five minutes, everybody in my everybody on Miami was scared to shoot it besides yeah. Jimmy and mm-hmm. maybe Lowry. But Lowry didn't even when, when did he hit that three with like eight that, minutes left or yeah, something? He, and yeah, then yeah. didn't do anything. I was like, hey, just keep that feeling. You have to keep on shooting if you're feeling that, even though it's oh, only yeah. one. You know what I mean? But I'll say it again. I just felt like and I told it to my dad. I'm like, bro, these guys are scared to shoot and Denver yeah. isn't because they're getting yeah. Way more better looks. Denver had so many miss, uh, or Miami had so many mismatches. Whatever it was with Joker, you know what I mean. Going down on these guys that are a foot short of them on Bam's right there. I'm like, dude, you have to switch. And he goes in there, hits like yeah. six points off of that off those lays. So yeah. it was back and forth. Um, but but yeah, that turnover definitely was tough. That shot more so gets critiqued rather than celebrated if he makes it. Of, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, that definitely gets celebrated, but. It's just that was a pretty tough shot with the time remaining. You know what I mean? I know you got to get one up, but that was definitely a very contested shot. You know? Yeah, definitely. Turn around three. Um, probably could have found something better than that. But I agree with you. I did kind of look like Miami was scared to shoot. Um, they were – it's it's almost like, you know, even if, if you're feeling it or if you're not feeling it, you can't solely rely on one guy, right, to take over. And obviously Jimmy was – he didn't have a great game, but then he started kind of doing his thing towards the end of the towards the middle of the fourth quarter. Um, he can't be the only guy that's willing to shoot the ball, though. I mean, there's four other guys out there. There's guys playing defense on Jimmy. You you all got to step up there with confidence, and that's a big reason why. I mean, the the Heat have been doing that. They've been doing that all playoffs. I mean, they they their their guys have been killing it. They're role players, but in that last span, it, it kind of seemed like it had to have been Jimmy. Jimmy, a lot of. A lot of um, they couldn't get the good looks that they wanted to, and it just didn't look like they were playing with as much confidence. And Denver was, and Denver has been, and that's kind of why that's a big reason why they end up winning that. They're they're role players, man. Bruce Brown is he's one of my favorite role players in the league, dude. He's like, what a role player, dude. That guy yeah. is. He's, he stepped up. He stepped up. They always it's there's always going to be a couple of those guys in these championship runs, and they always make a name for themselves. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's good to see those guys. It's good to see this, like we were talking about a week back, how low-key it was. Or maybe we didn't say that, but it was just very low-key for me watching this game. Never once until after the finals, I was like, oh, man, I wish the Warriors were in it. I was never – I really wasn't even thinking that. Like, yeah. oh, Warriors playing Miami. Just because of the matchup versus the Lakers. I knew mm-hmm. from the – right when that happened that it was at least going to be a seven-game – that it was at least going to go six, I should say, not seven, of course – but with a terrible matchup for the Lakers. So once we were out of there, I was like, okay, this team really wasn't it. So I wasn't even like in that mindset of like, mm-hmm. damn, I wish it was this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like past mm-hmm. years, maybe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or wishing we wanted, you know, Raptors, all that stuff. Um, but, and especially with the bubble, I really wanted to see us there, but I think that it was a really fun, fun um, finals to watch. I was really, I was fine with either of them winning of course wanted Jimmy, but really cool to see Joker get it. I mean, and he he's in a new league now. You know what I mean? Where 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 that steps him to? Because it's the finals. It's the finals MVP. It's you know what I mean. Completely bringing him there. But phenomenal play from Jamal Murray too. Phenomenal. Now I know we're going to be talking about where Jamal is kind of in the league, and it's different when you step up in the playoffs. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can do all you want in the regular seasons. It matters what you do in the playoffs if you're even able to get there. And he stepped up tremendously. I think he averaged probably. I, I, what he probably averaged what like 20 24 and like nine assists throughout the whole playoffs yeah probably around that in the playoffs um 
I saw in the finals, it was like 22 almost. Um, I don't know about the entirety of the playoffs, but I'm assuming it was around there. I know he averaged 10 assists in the finals. Yeah, I was going to say he had 10 dimes in the finals, which is nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but, I mean, where Jamal is in the league, I would take a, a decent amount of guards over him. Like, we're building a team. Because when I think guard, who we're going to build a team around? It's just, mm-hmm. who would I switch the role for with Jamal Murray? On the on Denver is nobody, mm-hmm. nobody because you can't. Of course, not after they go four one and win the ring. You know what I mean? But just yeah. how well those guys played, how well they fit, and how well how well they have fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They've been together those two what like six years or something. I know that they yeah. this is their first time running. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I think they. I think he played phenomenal. But I wouldn't put him in the top five. Definitely not in my opinion. Yeah, so I agree. I think that he's a perfect fit alongside Jokic. I think he's a great fit with uh with the Nuggets here, and there's not a whole lot of guys that you would really want in that position besides Jamal Murray because it just works so well. And, and him and Jokic, they they work so well together. So I'm I'm down to get right into this conversation about where Jamal Murray does rank, um, amongst the best point guards in the league, and I think it's safe to say that he's top ten, um, and. We can go over this, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty positive that we're both gonna put Steph Curry, Luca, um, and Luca over him. Those are like the kind of the main two guys. Yeah, and you can even then you got guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander. So I'll take Shea Gilgis Alexander over him. Hundred uh, percent. Then you got like De'Aaron Fox, who I'm probably gonna lean De'Aaron Fox, but that's very very close. That would um, that's the closest matchup I think probably if they you have him in the top ten that's very close not really play style but just how the the impact you know what I mean mm-hmm. um okay then you got John Moran yeah yep I take John as yep. long as he, yeah as long as he's on the court yeah yeah Trey Young I think I think it's Trey but it's again it Trey kind of had a down season this year I'm still taking Trey but I do think it's relatively close my argument with Trey is that I would actually, I would put Jamal one single or maybe just a couple notches above because you could throw Jamal in so many more, so many more offenses and so many more teams than Trey. That's why I would put him above. I'm not, I think skill wise, Trey has him by a little bit, but I think just overall, overall, if you're trying to win, I would put Jamal in there. So just a couple above. So I know you, you have Trey. I would put Jamal just a little bit above him. That's totally fair. I think that, well, when you first, when, when you talk about Trey, his, a big thing about him is his defense is pretty uh, terrible. Yeah, and he's and, a turnover machine. So it goes, it does not go hand in hand. No, it so, doesn't. So I can understand putting Jamal over him. And I, and I, and I like the argument that you brought up about saying that Trey's probably more skilled, but Jamal is a better player right now, uh, better fit on another team. So he would rank higher. I totally understand that. Um, another one is that's interesting that well, Damian Lillard, I would take Damian Lillard. Yep. Um, but another one that's interesting that I've seen a lot of comparisons on is Jalen Brunson. And I'm going to go ahead and take Jamal Murray on that one. I think it's, again, I think that's all. I think that's actually one of the closest ones, probably Jalen Brunson and Jamal Murray. I'm going to lean Jamal Murray, man. Um, I like Jamal Murray's, I mean, Jalen Brunson's a scoring machine too. And and he proved that he can score, man. But he balled out. He balled out. I would, I would say the same thing though. I would put, I would put very close to, but I would put Jamal above, above Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jalen. Then you got an interesting one with like Kyrie Irving. 
Kyrie Irving's obviously more skilled. Um, I think that's safe to say. But when you when you look at the fits, when you look at you know the player itself, you know, kind of like what they bring, their presence, yeah, definitely makes it interesting. Now, yeah. it's tough because if you're starting a team, I'm a fan of Kyrie. I think he's he's obviously great. The only problem is he seems to blow up a lot of locker rooms. That's happened, you know, left Cleveland, left Boston, left Brooklyn, and none of them seem to end well. For that reason only, I think I would take Jamal Murray um, just because of Kyrie kind of being the guy in the locker room who kind of could be a little divisive. You know, not saying I don't – I'm I, I whatever he wants to say, it's, it doesn't really matter to me, but um, the just the fact that it does affect the team and stuff. Yeah. That's the reason I would actually go with. But when you're looking strictly on the court play, I think I got to go Kyrie. Well, that, and that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, I agree with you on literally everything you said with Kyrie on that part where just locker room stuff, overall organization, what happens to him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pure mm-hmm. skill. I'm taking Kyrie and it's not really close for me just because yep. what has Kyrie has been able to do, even though the past three years has been completely nutty for him. Um, but Fit wise, fit wise, it would be Jamal. Way more, yeah. way more could fit. I mean, it you can. It's very weird to put Kyrie on any team right now, and it showed. You know yeah. what I mean? He's blown everything up. You know, mm-hmm. which sucks because um, I like him. I like him. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a great player. I think he's a good dude, and it's just kind of it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, it is a bummer. Another couple guys who I think I would go with Jamal Murray, although these guys are really, really, really good, especially in their kind of respective areas. Um, Drew Holiday, Darius Garland. Um, I'm taking Jamal over both, but, you know, Drew Holiday has proved. Drew Holiday, I think, is a borderline top 10 point guard. Darius Garland's a point guard of the future. He's just, he's like, he's got that mix of the old old style point guard, but he's just, he just plays really well. Um, but I'm going Jamal Murray over those two guys. I think Jamal Murray has solidified himself as better than those two right now yeah a hundred percent after yeah after the run hundred percent hundred percent and like a Tyrese Halliburton too I think kind of lines up in the same area you got to go Jamal Murray um so after that I think I would go in no order Steph Luca Shea Dame uh Trey Young De'Aaron Fox and then uh John Morant probably and then you kind of got Jamal Murray sitting at around eight nine to ten ish um and that, so I think he's definitely hit his top ten for sure. Um, where you put him, it's okay. I don't know where. Um, you know that'll vary amongst different people, but I think he sits around eight in my book right now, um, eight to nine. So he's definitely proved himself. And and then Mitchell, Mitchell's uh SG. Yeah, he he plays a lot of the shooting guard, especially yeah. now that he's with Darius Garland. So I Darius Garland kind of runs that point. Um. So, but if Donovan Mitchell <clears throat> was a point, it, if he was in this list, you'd have to go Donovan Mitchell. But um, I think, I mean, I would go Donovan Mitchell. I, I, yeah, I so. would. Yeah, he he was balling. Out. I he put up great numbers this year mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I thought I honestly thought that he was going to put up like twenty nine, like yeah. six and six. I just he was on that, and I'm not about all these paces. Like, oh, you're he's on pace to break this record after ten games because he's averaging thirty two points or thirty three, whatever. But um. But yeah, if he's on there for sure, he's got to be above Jamal, in my opinion. Definitely. <clears throat> um, oh well, then it also comes down to two. If you're going to count James Harden, 
um, True. where you put him because he kind of plays like a point guard. Sometimes he runs the two still, um, but he's kind of a point guard. So that's actually tough now because I'll, I'll go off on this just for like a minute here because I, I think that this is kind of a little off topic, but when it comes to James Harden, I think that right now in Philadelphia and how he has changed kind of his style of play, I yeah. think this is his best this is his best chance to win a championship. You know, I don't think that James Harden being the number one, especially on Houston, it didn't look like, I mean, they had their chances. Like in 2017, they really almost beat the Warriors. Honestly, if Chris Ball didn't get injured, well, okay, they missed 27 straight threes. But, um, you know, James, he's had his chances. But James Harden is the number one option. I don't know if he wins the championship, but when he's right here, kind of taking a step back, really trying to set guys up instead, like really run an offense, it's one of the best passers in the NBA, dude. Arguably the best. And I think this is he's in a great spot for his like career right now. He's not the 35 point per game scorer like he once was, but mm-hmm. um James Harden. So that's a tough one if uh, where you're gonna put James Harden in a list like that. Where would I don't would you say him or Jamal Murray? Um, I would I would run James. I think he's been mm-hmm. extremely efficient. Well, I'd say yeah, he's been very he's been efficient for sure, almost damn near his whole career. But like you're saying, how he's pretty much changing up his play style by a lot. You know, he's, mm-hmm. we're not seeing him chuck up a bunch of these shots like we're used like we're used to seeing him. You know what I mean? He's still getting to the line, and he's and he's mm-hmm. still and he's still diming everybody up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I would say James. It's not like that. I'm not saying it's like that close, but I would definitely choose him. I would definitely go James for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, going back to who would fit in more. I, I Jamal's a great Jamal's a great asset to almost any team. I know he's only played you know seven years or whatever it is, but it's like mm-hmm. I just think that he'd fit on a lot more of these teams than uh, all these other top guards. You know what I mean? For the most part, um, yeah. But Somewhat close, but definitely running James on that one. Yeah, I agree. I I would go James Harden, but also when it comes to the fit too, I think I mean if you were to ask me, you know, four or five years ago, I'd take almost anybody over James Harden when it comes to a fit. I mean, all he was doing was running ISO ball and chucking up deep threes, like you said. He would make some, obviously. I mean, he was a thirty. He hit thirty six. I think he averaged like almost thirty six points per game one year. Um, but um. Nowadays, when it, when you look at James Harden and his play style and his game, I think he would fit in a whole lot of places. Being able to set guys up because that's his main that's his main attribute now is setting guys up. He's a fantastic distributor of the ball, dude, and he's there to set his teammates up. So putting James Harden in an offense like twenty twenty three James Harden is a lot better of a fit into any offense than a twenty eighteen James Harden was. Um, so I'd go 100%. James Harden. I would go James Harden over Jamal Murray. Um, but still, I do think it's close too. Um, but I, I would lean James Harden. <laughs> All right. So we talk about Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, where he ranks amongst the point guards in the league. Let's get to the finals MVP. Let's talk about Nikola Jokic stacking up a little bit of a resume. Um, two regular season MVPs, both back to back. Um, now an NBA championship and a finals MVP. So that begs the question. A lot of people are asking right now, where does he rank amongst the centers all time? And has he cracked the top five? How do you feel about that? I think it would be pretty crazy to, to, of course, everybody, I would say, be pretty crazy to not have him in your top 10. I would understand right now that he's not in everybody's, not, not that he's not, but that the top five is still, 
who who it was before Joker came in the league. I mean, it's are you going to take him over Shaq? Hell no. You're going to take him over Kareem? No. Mm-hmm. You're going to take him over Wilt? Mm-hmm. No, because that stat line, of course, one on one, I don't. I would still probably yeah. take Wilt just because he was absolute machine. You yeah. know what I mean? But are you going to take him over Russell? No, because the rings. Nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Hakeem? No. Yeah, no. I'm saying like, yeah, he'd be my fifth. Yeah, so no, I wouldn't take. You know what I mean? So guys. I think that that's very tough. But here's the thing: what people got to realize, Joker's still going to play. Everybody, yep. I don't know why that whoever came out and said that he's bored with the league pissed me off. Like, bro, yeah. first of all, I never saw a clip of him saying that. Mm-hmm. If he said that, that's one thing. Then I would maybe critique that and be like, bro, before this, you you didn't have any rings. You can't say you're bored with the league, even though you got MVPs. Mm-hmm. When you have zero rings, you can't say that. You know, yeah. LeBron could say that if he wanted to. Curry could. Everybody with these rings could. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's still going to play at least five more years. So mm-hmm. he can easily build up that resume and crack that top five, in my opinion. The only problem is his defense is a trillion miles away from all those guys. Yeah. He does not. He's not. He's never been a good or great defender. And that's just point blank. He's mm-hmm. But he makes up with it with being the best sending the best center passer of all time best passing center of all time not even close one of the most efficient ones of all time you know what i mean he's just great shooter knows his spots you know like most of those guys but the only problem like i said is the defense all those guys beat joker defense wise every single day of the week and twice on sundays and that's what you got to be when you're center you know what i mean Mm -hmm. definitely um I agree and i think that when it comes to those top five guys i think they're still the top five um, you could put them in any order you want, but those are the top five centers in the league right now, um, before this championship and after this championship. And that's not to say that Nikola Jokic can't get there. Like you said, I mean, he's 28, I think, and he's got time. I mean, this this Nuggets team is good, and they're going to be good again next year. I mean, he has time to stack up his resume even more and even improve his game defensively. Um, so I think he's kind of entered the area of like. David Robinson, Patrick Ewing, um, like this, these type of guys are falling around like the seven and eight spot. Um, you know, kind of like I, I think that's kind of where he's landed. I don't think he's quite because there are a lot of people see it everywhere right now, may having this argument that he's cracked in the top five with these back to back MVPs in the championship. He's he, he not yet. I mean, his career right yeah. now, you you can't. That's not to say he can't get there, but his career right now. You can't say he's 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 been better than Shaq. You're definitely not Kareem, who's probably the second best, second or third best player of all time. I uh, can't say he's better than <clears throat> Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, or Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, if you, you want to give, can't. Him, yeah. you can't. I agree. I mean, it's just it's just not true. But if you want to say he's entered the territory of, like I said, David Robinson, Moses Malone, Patrick Ewing, around those guys, sure, I think that's valid. I think you could totally say that. But not yet has he hit top five he's the best player in the league right now he has room to grow his resume win more championships probably won't win another mvp just because of the voter fatigue that that's in the nba but can he play like an mvp of course he i think he probably should have won it this year it just comes down to voter fatigue and joel Embiid hasn't had one and Jokic has had two um but you know i think that joker can get there um but something in his way is the defense like you brought up you know, all those guys are elite defenders. I mean, Hakeem Olajuwon's one of the best defenders ever, and uh, probably the best. If you, I mean, maybe if you think about it, and 
Jokic is he's not an amazing and he's not the worst defending center. I mean, there there's guys who who, who say he's just absolutely terrible. He's not terrible, but he's nowhere near the level of these yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly, hundred percent. He's not. Yeah, he he does his job for sure, but it's just that's the difference you know what i mean mm-hmm. with yeah. all those guys is they have that center package but that's way more they didn't need to pass back then that wasn't their job yeah. you know not at all what was their job grabbing boards scoring in the paint and getting the one or two blocks a game that was their job and if you do that then you're you know if you're putting up those two blocks and you're getting all the points and boards you're a hall of famer with 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 all those guys what they put up you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it is a hundred percent way different game back then for sure passing wise at the center that wasn't even shit probably if you averaged five assists back then you would have been you'd have been the best passer back then as a center you know what i mean now it's yeah. triple double and you're the best you know or, you're, or it's 11 it's it's 10 a game you know what i mean so mm-hmm. yeah i think i think going to what you're saying i think that's a great take that he's definitely on the lower tens you know or going up against those guys you know what i mean going up against yeah. the ewing going up a robinson for sure uh-huh. um I, I don't know about passing but he's yeah. right there. He's right there. You might be able to make the argument about the about passing Patrick Ewing just because of the just because the rings, yeah, yeah. just because of the ring. That's it, though. I mean, obviously Patrick Ewing has had longer dominance in the league, but Joker's not done yet, obviously. But um, as of this moment, it's in whatever. If you want to value that ring higher, I get that because um, it's very important. That's a very important part of a resume, leading a team and absolutely dominate. Jokic dominated the playoffs. I mean, no, seriously. He, yeah, he was unreal the whole. I mean, he when they lose four games, I mean they only lost like four games the whole time, and he was just in abs. He was killing it. The best player, just carrying the nugget. Not against okay, not carrying the Nuggets to where the other guys weren't contributing, but without Jokic, this team is nothing. Obviously, you know, so um, just dominant. So it's good, and and he could do that again. So it's good to see that, and I think that he could he could get pass some of these guys if he if he wanted to um within these next couple of seasons um 100 okay. that's what i'm seeing too that's what i'm seeing this year when we're talking about this i could if they go back to back you can't be surprised you really oh. can unless they're the eighth seed and they charge up then sure you'd be surprised but no there's no way you can be surprised over that team those guys mm-hmm. gelled so well in the playoffs and it showed you know what i mean nobody really gave them problems now of course if it wasn't the eighth seed and maybe someone else with there, I think we definitely would have seen a lot more problems for them. Like mm-hmm. the Celtics for sure would have gave them problems. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. But, you know, they did their job, you know, they just ran through. They really did. And it, like I said, if they go back to back, I'm not going to be that surprised. I wouldn't be either. I think going, they were the best team all season. Um, Best team in the regular season, best team in the playoffs. And they're probably the best team heading into next year. I think if they were to go back to back, I think that might put him at six for sure. I mean, like if, if he goes back to back, he has another great season and gets a finals MVP. They win the championship. I still don't know if I want to put him above Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem yeah. had the back to backs in 94, 95. Um, he had the two. I think he only has one MVP, but it's the defense in that aspect too. Hakeem's defensive player of the year. I mean, like that's interesting. And I'm not putting him above Shaq, Wilt, Russell, or Kareem yet. So I think you might be able to confidently put him at six if you wanted to. 
like for sure. Um, but that's still an amazing accomplishment. And again, he has a room to even build off of that. So um, Jokic is here to stay for a while, man. I mean, he's he's going to continue to kill it and have MVP caliber seasons. He might not win another, but it's funny because when it comes to the MVP, I mean, when you look at Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic uh, this season, they all had MVP type seasons. I mean, yeah. if you put these guys in different seasons, if you put all like spread these guys out amongst the years, they're winning their individual MVPs. It's just exactly. the fact that it all happened in the same season. So MVP caliber years for Jokic over and over. He could definitely expand his resume. <laughs> Um, but okay, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the Warriors because we haven't talked about them in a while. They've been off. Actually, a funny stat that I saw was that last night, Jamal Murray passed Steph for most threes in the playoffs, despite Steph not playing for the last two and a half, three weeks. So that's cool. That that just shows the dominance and the brilliant yeah. shooting of Steph and Curry. Um but going into next season, obviously a ton of questions that the Warriors need to answer. Um, lots of pieces that have been discussed in trades. Who's going to be, you know, contract extensions, if they should kind of ship the young guys, roll with the old guys, who should they bring in? What are your kind of main things or what do you think that the Warriors need to do in order to be back in title contention next season? I think what they got to do is honestly just kind of get back, get back to where they were of course, in those early, in those mid 2000s, of course, you know what I mean? Just, just, I don't think people realize how efficient Kerr was with, with the switches, with the, with, with putting players on, taking players off. I don't, and I never, and I really critique Kerr, you know what I mean? But I just felt that this playoffs, it was a very weird coaching, in my opinion. It's a, it, it was definitely, it was one of the more difficult teams to coach for Kerr, even though it was pretty damn similar to the championship you know what I mean? The year before. Um, I just think we got to get back to the small ball that we were running. I always love that. It's kind of like that. I think they were, what was it, like the, the death lineup or something like that with yeah. Wiggins? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think, and I know that that was ran, but it's just, it's just, I think we got to, we just got to get back to that. It's the small ball, in my opinion, that I love getting your three guaranteed shooters out from three, you know what I mean? That nobody else has, you know? So I just think, just running those lineups like that. I think that that's going to help us a lot throughout the entire year and then able to get us in a high playoff seed and then just run it. Like, I mean, we, the Warriors can, in my opinion, with this team can still easily make the playoffs. I'm not easily saying the championship. Nobody can easily win it. They can still make a run for sure, but it's this year and that's kind of it. It really is just kind of how it's playing out. It's kind of the same thing with the Niners. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's really hard to tell how many more years we're going to have. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me for the Warriors is the because there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Um, I think that they do need to go get a big man. And I think that I know the small ball has worked. So would you want them to kind of run a lineup of the lineup of um, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney? Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though yeah. it, I mean, sure, that is small ball. You got your center, of course. I've been saying if you give the Warriors a top ten center in the league, we're going sixty wins every year. We've never had that ever mm-hmm. in the past two decades or three, whatever it was since Wilt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's yeah, because obviously Looney. I mean, he's a center. He's obviously kind of a smaller center. 
Um, but I love Looney. I mean, he does his job. He's probably the most underrated center in the league. I mean, he's probably top 10. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, he's close to it. But um, I think the Warriors need to go get a big. And I'm, I don't I don't they don't have to go get Joel Embiid or, or anybody huge like that. But just somebody, some big man, even just somebody off the bench. Um, you need big man depth. And the only big man they have is Looney, who plays like he's seven feet, but he's only six, nine. So he can only do so much. Um, you got Jamichael Green, who's not even seven foot, and he's not even good, very good. I mean, you know, he had the one game in the playoffs. Everyone knew that was kind of a fluke, and then he kind of came back to earth. We don't have another big. James Wiseman was our big, and they shipped him off, which I wasn't totally against it. Um, I, I would have loved to see Wiseman grow. However, I don't know if that was really going to happen here. Um, so we we – that was just a bummer of a situation in the first place, having Wiseman, you know, because that was like the the biggest thing. You know, we drafted Wiseman. We have the big man. We have our center now, but that didn't work out. So they need to go get a big man. And I was advocating for it all year to go get a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, who um, I think he went overseas. And he's playing in like, I don't know where he's playing. He's playing somewhere. Um, but to go bring in a seven-footer like that, and DeMarcus Cousins, obviously, he's not in his prime anymore. He's not prime DeMarcus Cousins, but he's a big man presence who can get rebounds, who can who can have that big man presence in the paint, play down low, bang around, and and that's what the Warriors needed, especially off their bench. Um, they couldn't get rebounds. And when you're when you're that small of a team right now, you when you're going against bigger big men, because some teams run smaller. Um, when you're going against the big guys who you eventually will down the stretch, you need those big guys, especially off the bench to give someone like Looney a break, dude, because Looney is the only guy out there really fighting. Who's a great rebounder who's really fighting to get all those rebounds. So I think the Warriors biggest need, I think it has been for years, honestly, ever since Andrew Bogut left. I mean, like they, they really haven't had the big man that they needed and I know they won the championship last year, which actually I couldn't really like that was last year was amazing. I mean, like it was kind of a magical run because I didn't know that run we is were really gonna, it was insane, dude. I really didn't know we were going to pull that one off. We ended up doing it. I don't think we we're going to be able to do it again, though, if we don't have that big man presence. That's one of the biggest uh, needs for me. <clears throat> I also think another big thing that we see a lot is the trade rumors of the main guys so you got trade rumors with obviously not Steph, but you got trade rumors with um draymond jordan pool um a little bit of clay thompson obviously none of this coming from the warriors just speculation that people say um jonathan kaminga so in my opinion when it comes to trading these guys i would love to keep the core together i would love to keep steph clay and draymond Clay is kind of an untouchable for me. I would never want to trade him. I know he performed pretty badly in the Lakers series, but I don't think you break up Steph and Clay. And I would love to keep Draymond here. I know there's a lot of Warrior fans who probably differ. I know he causes the problems, and that, and sometimes you know you, you get a little too much from him when you know with his attitude and stuff like that. But Draymond and Steph together have some of the best chemistry that I've ever seen of two players before. And they're always on the same page. And I don't know how this team looks without Draymond. I can get tired of his antics. I do get tired of his antics. And I, it's kind of too late to be like, oh, maybe he'll fix it. Because if he, if he could, if he would have uh, by now. But 
my goal here is to try to keep those three guys together. When it comes to Clay Thompson with a contract extension, I'm praying that he isn't like demanding a max. I don't think Clay's going to be that type of guy um, to kind of, you know, feel like he really, really deserves the max deal. Um, and then you got Draymond who has a player option. So he might opt into it. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. But how do you feel about the core and then trading the core, trading the young guys? What do you think about that? I mean, it's not surprising that that out of this year, of course, with everything coming up with contracts, that people are saying that Clay's got to dip out of here. Draymond's going to dip out, of course, because of Clay's worst performance. Not even in playoffs, just his worst performance over those couple of games, man. I mean, it was it was pretty bad. Same with Poole, you know what I mean? So not surprising how everyone's calling for that. But, I mean, if they want to win, they'll stay. If they don't, they're going to dip out straight up because there's not they unless they get traded to I don't like but they're not even you can't even really see those guys on on those teams that are going to be in contention, really, because what are they going to have to get up? I know that there's a lot of teams that are win now for sure. And there's a solid amount that are rebuilding, too. But I just think that these guys, it is the best core in the NBA. You know what I mean? And it shows it's a dynasty still. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be too. I. I really wouldn't be that mad with pool getting out of there. I know that's not the core, you know what I mean? Just because of how much we paid him, you know, I, yeah. I said that that was too much from day one, um, but wasn't surprised because of the new NBA money. I just wasn't after what he did in the playoffs in the first round and then kind of was okay. The rest, I wasn't surprised. Um, but I mean, I, 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 I'll agree with you that Clay's definitely, I don't think he's going to, he's going to give me the max. He's not going to be like that. I mean, he got paid whatever the money was for that, you know, damn near two years. He got paid damn near uh, no tax, you know, like 90 mil off that. You know what I mean? Um, But that's part of the game. Um, But I I, I do see them coming to, I do see them staying a hundred percent. I really do. Um, I don't really know why they would dip out. There's really, there's really no reason for them to, in my opinion. I mean, it's just staying all together. Like, who can say that, that, that it's that trio? You know what I mean? And Iguodala, but he ain't there no more. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I think in the end, they'll, they'll all be chilling. Yeah, I agree. In my opinion, I have personally three untouchables on the Warriors. Three guys that I really wouldn't trade under any circumstance. Obviously, Steph is one of them. Um, Clay is my second. And my third, if it was up to me, is Jonathan Kaminga. I'm a I'm a huge believer in Kaminga. I think he could be extremely good. But his name has popped up a ton in the trade rumors. And a big reason for that is that he really didn't play in the playoffs. He played a little bit in, in the King series. Not a lot, though. Um, and he really didn't have a... After playing very well, very well in the regular season, Andrew Wiggins comes back and his role is just gone in the lineup and Steve Kerr never plays him. So I, 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 I mean, until I'll never understand that to the end of time, I, I totally believe I'm not in the locker room. I don't know everything obviously, but I, I, there's no way that anybody could tell me that putting in Kaminga would have made us worse. I just don't buy that. But <clears throat> Kaminga, I think has star potential. I think if he's on any other team in the league right now, almost any other team, he's getting big time minutes, dude. Huge minutes. I mean, he's going to be contributing to a team because he played in the regular season getting good minutes, and he helped us. It's not like he's this young guy um, who really needs time to, like, you know, who's really raw, and he and he's not really contributing, and he's just he mistakes after mistakes, but he's learning. 
yeah, Kaminga makes his mistakes and he has a ton of room to grow, but he's still contributing offensively, defensively. Um, he's, he's, he brings the energy. There's so much about Kaminga that I love. And I, and I was baffled when he didn't play in the playoffs and I would not trade him. If I was, if I was the coach, I would play him all the time. And if I was the GM, I definitely wouldn't trade him. I think if he does end up getting traded this off season, I, I, I have to put a little bit of the blame on Kerr on that one, just because Jonathan Kaminga has got that potential to be really, really good. And we've seen that. And to just not even give him a single piece of the of the whole like he didn't get anything in the playoffs man and it was just mind-boggling to me so i wouldn't trade jonathan kaminga i just pray that he doesn't get traded how do you feel about kaminga same here same here his ceiling is insane i mean his play style is very fun to watch in my opinion i just think that he has to get he, he first of all he doesn't get the calls which that way he's not going in as much he's just not because he's still you know he's still a rookie in the ref size probably you know what i mean just getting calls wise um yeah. i just think he's got to get to his spots better i know on the wing kind of a little bit little midi you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but i did like his play style i really did and i thought that he did he definitely did produce for 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 the minutes that he got um, mm-hmm. I did think that he did get a lot of garbage minutes which was in the regular season and then mm-hmm. like barely any in the playoffs with the garbage minutes you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i know my my brother dev he was hating that so much i mean he's we always talk we're always talking about kamega i mean that he has a very very high ceiling again i mean just with everything that he can do with his abilities with his i mean the, the biggest thing when i think of coming is his vertical dude i mean he's yeah. just it's on another level um and we we haven't had a guy like that kind of since harrison you know what i mean that would just mm-hmm. get up out of nowhere you know what i mean um, but, but yeah, I would definitely say that out of the younger dudes, Kaminga is definitely the last guy, last guy you want to get out of there. Don't want to get out of there f- for at least, not even for at least anything. You just want to keep him. We haven't really even seen anything from him yet. That's been enough to really put him on a pedestal or take him off of something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's the, he's a seventh overall pick. So, you know, those, those early picks, they're good enough. They're 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 they should be in lineups playing and getting minutes because they they're they're good. That's why they were drafted so high and they, they should be in there getting minutes. So I know this whole thing about Steve Crow always says, you know, you're here and and we're teaching you how to win. You may not be getting the minutes if as if you're on the magic or the rockets or something, but we're teaching you how to win. Okay, I get that. However, at some point, this kid's going to want to play. And I'm all for not – I'm all. I've always advocated you should always play out your rookie deal. You should never be complaining during your rookie deal, and you should play it out, not request a trade, because there's always rumors of Zion requesting a trade. I was like, dude, you play out your rookie deal. That's who picked you. However, when you're in the situation where you're good enough to get played and you're just not getting played, that's a different story in my eyes. I think Jonathan Kaminga should be getting played. He would be getting played if he was almost anywhere else in the league right now. Warriors better not mess this up, man, because if they trade him, I guarantee you we look back on this in five or so years and totally regret that move, dude, 100%. 100%. Because, I mean, it 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 is definitely a win-now team for the Warriors, of course. There's no, it's, it's, there's no way it's even close to a rebuild right now, of course. Um, but but yeah, hundred percent. He's going to be vital in these upcoming years for us to for for him to be on this team. Kind of when we do go into that stage, you know what I mean? Hundred percent. 
Yeah, man, Kaminga's got he's got all the potential in the world right now, and and he just needs to show it. So I I hope they don't blow it. Um, yeah, <laughs> one more guy that I wanted to bring up who I didn't really talk touch on too much is Jordan Poole. Um, obviously he had his struggles in the playoffs, especially this year. Um, I'm a I I believe that Jordan Poole can get back to what he showed last year. Um, he was a vital part of the team for the most part. I mean, you know, he helped us, especially um, there were times where he really took some games over and some stretches over. And, um, you know, without him, we wouldn't have been in that spot. He was huge in 2022. And now last year, obviously a down year. And then you then you ask the question of how much did the punch play into it? You know, who knows? <clears throat> So another question I'm going to pose to you is, again, we're not in the locker room. We don't know what is happening with these two guys. But do you think that it's possible that these two guys, we can be successful with both of them on the team still? Or do you think at this point you just got to split them up? I think that I really haven't even thought of that until you just posed that question. I think if there's anybody that can that can kind of rebuild, that would be a Draymond. Because then you have the veterans mm -hmm. with and they and they already got a ring together. That's huge. That they already have a ring together. You know what I mean? If that's a new guy in there and they're beefing like that, then you got to split them up. These guys, yeah. Jordan Poole knows what it's like to win and know what and knows what it's like to be a part of a team and be a vital uh, um, puzzle piece to that team. You know what I mean? I think that they can get back. I don't think it's that serious. I know that on the on the side in the playoffs that there was that there was that video of him just brushing them off. Then they were like, hey. All right. This is how, you know, yada, 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 whatever yeah. they said. Um, only thing with Jordan Poole going in kind of just on him is just when he was on the floor, he was the worst defender and one of the yeah. and one of the least efficient players because of that, because mm -hmm. of the shots he was shooting and the defense he was playing, the fouls he was giving up. When he got five thousand, like 10 minutes, that's when we were the closest point in our game with, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, with the Lakers. We were the closest because he wasn't on the floor. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like. That's why I was saying earlier, if, he, if, if we trade him, we see what happens with him. I really wouldn't be too mad at this point. But going back to your question, uh, I would say I would say that you could definitely patch this up, which I think it is, even though we lost. Of course, you're going to say it might not be, but I they definitely do still have chemistry, I believe. Yeah, and obviously it's tough for us to say because me and you, I mean, we don't know. I mean, not really anybody besides the – players and in the, the coaching staff probably know really the extent of it um and how it's taken into effect obviously draymond on his podcast brought up the fact that if that never happened he said that they would probably still be playing which was that was during the conference finals um so i don't doubt that that punch played a part in you know the relationship between the two and the chemistry however i do think that it could be repaired i hope it i hope it does get repaired because i mean i would like I was yelling at pool more than I've yelled at any warrior player in a really long time during this playoff run. But I do think that he can get back to where he was. And, you know, he had a down year and, and I mean, even during the regular season, he kind of, he, he wasn't great in the beginning. He kind of stepped up towards the end in the playoffs. He just completely fell apart. But I think that he could get back to, you know, his 2022, the reason that he got that big contract. However, I, I wouldn't, be mad if they look to shop him and they looked to you know bring in somebody who will really help the team right now um you know not wait around and, and who knows about jordan Poole, right because like you said man 
he was the most inefficient player on the floor. His defense was terrible. His shot selection was bad. Um, he was got to be one of the sloppiest players I've ever seen. I mean, when he dribbled the ball, when he even got the ball, I was just expecting a disaster. Like he would dribble it and off his foot, he would lose it. He'd fall down. I mean, this would happen a couple of times every single game. Jordan Poole definitely um, has some things to work on. And it's an interesting situation with Draymond. I know that video, I was going to bring that up as well. I don't know. That could have just, that was probably just like a heat of the moment type thing. He was probably mad at himself. And then Draymond went to dap him up and then he just brushed him off. Um, so, you know, it, it's, that's an interesting topic. And I don't fully know. We don't know all the details of the, in of the situation between the two. I think that they will be able to, repair things and um, patch things up with each other. At least I would hope so, you know? Hundo, hundo, knock on wood. Need totally. that. Um, but yeah, man. So lastly, I just want to bring up one small thing and then we'll call it a wrap here today. Um, NBA Finals just ended. So let's look ahead to next season's <laughs> NBA Finals real quick. It's a tough one. If you had to put your money right now just right now, you had to put money on it. And our predictions are probably going to be wrong because everything's going to change. But if you just had to put your money on who's coming out of the East, who's coming out of the West, and who's winning the whole thing, what would you do? Right now, I think money, I'm going again. If nobody, nothing changes on West, East, East, West, on everybody's team, I got to mm -hmm. run Denver again. They were mm -hmm. extremely good. That's not a bad take when you take the reigning champs. Yep. And it's honestly a toss-up. Um, I would probably run up, honestly, Philly. Philly coming out of the East. I think that would be a really, really crazy fun matchup again. But a way more serious, of course. You know what I mean? But, I mean, that that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. Who would you think wins it? Denver? Whoever has home court. That's an interesting one. Of those one ones, man. Yeah. One of those. Serious. That would be a dogfight. It really would. There's no way there's a gentleman sweep in there. I don't see anybody taking it in five, maybe mm -hmm. six, but that's like just in your mind. You're like, man, that's a game seven all the way. You know what yeah. I mean? And whoever has homes winning it because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Denver showed up. That crowd was insane. Of course, when you, anybody, when you're in the finals, a crowd nine times out of 10 is going to show up. But those guys were, yeah. that was a crazy atmosphere the, like it should, you know what I mean? But Philly, Philly's Philly. So that'd be really Philly, fun. I think next year kind of might be their make it or break it year, man. Um, they're going to have to show something if, if, if Joel Embiid falls short again, cause he didn't have that great of a playoff series when they got eliminated. If he falls short again, uh, you're going to have to answer some questions over there right. and figure some things out because it's just every year they're falling short every single year. So I could see it happening though, man. It's like I was talking about earlier with James Harden. I think, I think he's a great asset for the team. I think that this is his best chance to win a championships with Philly right now. Um, I hate the rumors of him going to Houston. I think that is just bananas to me. What? That makes absolutely no sense. So I, I hope that I just hope that doesn't happen for the sake of the young guys in Houston. But also, like, I just think the logic is so flawed in that. So I just think I think his best situation here, stay in Philly and stay with Embiid for at least this final season, see what happens. Because they're good enough, man. I mean, Tyrese Maxey is so nice, bro. He's he's really good. They got pieces on that team. So I could see that I'm going to go with Denver in the West. Again, I do think that they're going to be the best team heading into it. I just think out of all the teams, they're the best. 
And for my Eastern Conference team, I'm not going to go Philly. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. Um, I think we probably probably could see a Giannis, uh, Giannis and Jokic finals matchup. And I mean, Milwaukee was my pick to make it this year. Obviously, they lost to Miami. If Giannis doesn't get hurt in the first round, who knows? Could have been a different story. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with with Giannis and the Bucks here against the Nuggets. And to be honest, man, I want to go Bucks. But from what I saw from the Nuggets, dude, that team is really good. So I'm going to go with the Nuggets to repeat. Um, but again, I think the Bucks could definitely take it with, with Giannis and, and all that. But I might go with Nuggets, Bucks, and, and the Nuggets take it. That's my really, really early prediction. Kind of a basic one, but um, that's what I feel is going to happen. So That would be insane. That would be dope. Any if, if Denver repeats against anybody, I think that'd be fire. Of course, I'd rather want the Warriors, but... Oh yeah. Um, kind of just kind of this kind of giving me hype with Joker, you know, kind of stepping up the ladder, you know what I mean? Yeah. On this all time, you know what I mean? Totally. hundred percent. Well, dude, right on, dude. I appreciate you coming on again, Owen. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Of course. It's always fun having you on everybody out there still listening. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, you can find me on social media, on Instagram at the night shift dot pod on TikTok at the night shift pod on Twitter at the night shift two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Um, you know, wherever you're listening to this, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you could always leave a like, review, a rating. It would be really appreciated. Five stars preferably. We'd love that here. Thank you. But be honest, let us know how we did. Um, but we appreciate you staying around and listening. Oh, and again, thank you, man. We'll have you on again soon. And everyone out there, thank you. And that'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace. Here comes Do you?